Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas Montague calling you here from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Today, we have another wonderful guest joining us, David Cerrero. David, how are you today? Dallas, I'm doing amazing. I envy you for being in Brazil. <laughs> I wish, you know, I was there because it's one of my dreams to go to visit. And, and I'm so honored. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. And, and it is really an honor for me to, to be there. So thank you so, so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure to have you here, David. And we're going to talk about some amazing things. We've already started speaking a little bit, and I'm excited for what our audience is going to hear today. Oh, yeah, so me too. Thank before you. Before we get into who you are and a little bit about what you do, can you just tell us a little bit about your faith walk? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, I was born in Paris. I'm an opera singer, I'm a director, producer. I do movies also. And uh, I. it's very interesting. I, I always felt that there is someone above me who told me, don't do this or do this or who guided me and took my hand. Or when I was down, he was like, don't just hang on there. Don't worry. Just, you know, keep the faith. Or when, you know, he told me, David, that was not cool what you did, but you still have a chance to go back, apologize and fix it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I always had really, really that faith uh, in me. So I'm... Um, I'm Jewish, but um, I really go to the Bible. And, you know, in, um, in French, the word uh, religion comes from relier, which means to link each other, you know. And uh, whoever you link to, uh, I believe we are so lucky that we are all linked among each other. And uh, the, the Bible is really... What can unite us at the end of the day? And it's so inspiring to, to, to this day. And, and I don't know if it's the small gray hair that I started to have, you know, but the more it goes and the more I'm, uh, I become very faith oriented. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and tell us a little, about, a little bit about your life as well, David. What do you do? Who are you? Where do you live? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I'm a performer, I'm, a, I'm an artist. Uh, but uh, always had in me that business aspect, uh, the desire to build things together. So I produce a lot, but people tend to bring the producing to money, the guy who mm -hmm. brings the money, which I started to produce shows in the park, you know, putting my clothes around as uh, to, to, to show the stage and whoever was, hey, come to see a show, a Shakespeare play for free, you know. So 
uh, I cannot say that I come from money <laughs> at all. <laughs> like yeah. going to the streets an hour before a show, giving free tickets. I said, please, we have nobody. Please come to sit. That's like 20, more than 20 years ago almost. And I started to do shows when I was 16. So, um, so, but really what I like is really the human experience and bring people together. So um, I put a lot of shows, a lot of musicals. Uh, I did one recently, the Ten Commandments, which I'm sure we have the, the pleasure to talk about. And, um, and yeah, to tell stories. So in a way, you're going to think, uh, it's funny, but in a way, I believe in producing, there is a lot of the Bible you know, wow. to, to bring people together and to create links among people and to create something extraordinary. You know, uh, that's, that's what um, really, really inspires me. But I, I really, really genuinely love to work. I really love what I do. Um, and, uh, and there's nothing that can really stop me, you know, and, and uh, I've always been the guy who, who, uh, uh, who was not, who, who was coming with a big smile, but who was there? Like, you know, you cannot get rid of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be there until right. you say yes, but it's going to wait like this. Mm. Please, please. <laughs> it's yeah. never, you know, any violence or anything of that, of that genre. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. If you're looking for a comprehensive Bible app, look no further. Introducing the new Holy Bible app for Android. The Holy Bible app for Android includes the King James Version and English Standard Version. Read God's Word with no internet connection required. Get a daily Bible verse to strengthen your faith. Schedule a Bible reading plan. Listen to soothing, inspirational music as you read. Create a personalized Bible reading plan and daily journal to track your progress. Optionally, you can connect to the internet to share your thoughts and discuss the Bible with other users. The Holy Bible app allows you to access the Holy Bible wherever you are and whenever you want and delivers everything you could want from a Bible app. And it's free. Visit the Google Play App Store and download the Holy Bible app today and bring the beauty and truth of God's Word into your everyday life. Just to emphasize this for our listeners today, you are an opera singer, a director, and a producer. I believe you're the first opera singer we've ever had on the show. Oh, I mean, thank maybe you. there's more, but they never said. So you're the first one. <laughs> Congratulations, David. Thank you. Uh, well, Dallas, it's such an honor for me. You have no idea. <laughs> and so you said you were led into this about 16 years old. What what was inspiring you to join this field of work and this joining plays and musicals? Well, I'm so grateful to God to have put in my life music and that I knew right away from a very early age, exactly what I wanted to do, you know, because I, I, I met even people who are 25, 30, they're like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to continue. For me, I think really music started when I was like 10, 10 year old. And it, when I started, you know, to play a little bit piano and I had earrings problems. So I really put my ear on the piano and that's really how it kind of started. So uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to God that I had music in my life at the age 
early enough to to justify the all the investments and uh, no it, it it i started first as a pianist then i started to sing then i moved to new york and i started to do theater and then i discovered musicals and then i discovered opera and then had this career in opera which i still do but then i felt like you know then started to do movies tv series and then I started to put shows together because I realized I was very good for that to choose the right people for the right parts and uh, and and connecting with people um, uh, like going to the venue and uh, and and some and really that that person above me always sent me uh, signs but um, signs that I was able to understand that I was able to translate because many times God sends you stuff and uh, uh, you pass through it. You don't see it, you know. Uh, there, there is that old Jewish joke that you have that guy who wants to win to the mega million lottery, you know, and he prays to God every day and he does everything. He, he helps the people. He does only good. He goes to pray 20 times a day, you know, and he never wins to the lottery. And one day he dies, he goes, he meets God and he says to God, I don't understand. I prayed, I did everything you told me, you know, but I never won the lottery. And then God told him, I wanted to help you, but you never played a dollar, <laughs> you know? So the, 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 the through the joke, <laughs> no, but you know, through, through the joke is that, um, uh, I can, God can be here for you, but at some point, you also have to push the door, you know. Um, God is really the platform that it, I always say it's opportunity that meets preparation, you know. So, um, I forgot your question, Dallas, but no, you, know, you, that's you answered when, it. You when got you feel it. so good with somebody, you forget. <laughs> with an, another question here so, what led you into godly productions? Because people who are who are like you who have this calling into production and into musicals, what led you into? the godly route with this well thank you so much where anytime as an actor you can play someone that makes you grow uh, as a person that you can take something from a character that's really i think really the beauty of this profession you know it's not the money or anything like that but it's really what it is is that when you play if it's to play you know uh uh, Peter, who loves uh, Sandra, who, you know what I mean? It's, you know, he can be interesting, but when you can play um, a biblical character and also to go and search and dig into this character, you leave the production, at least that's the way I feel, you live really richer uh, intellectually and spiritually, you know? Uh, so yeah, I did, I did a lot of that. Um, and, uh, one, I did Queen Esther. I did about, uh, uh, I can't even tell you, I did so many. But I, I also did uh, recently the the Ten Commandments. And, and you know, I would love also to do more, you know, about, about Jesus, about um, more of these kind of uh, uh, characters. Because, the, first of all, they are very Shakespearean, mm -hmm. you know, very, very Shakespearean because... Um, it's incredible when you look at uh, the life of someone like Jesus who was betrayed, you know, who was hurt, who was no one 
at his time, besides few people, understood his message or were willing even to hear his message. And, uh, and yet he, he continued to forgive everyone and to give a message of love to everyone. And, and when you look at all the great culture, that's very important, uh, all the culture that he, he left and all the great things that were accomplished, 2,000 years, well, 2,000 years uh, later, uh, after his uh, after his his death, but though he lives in every one of us, um, you you you're like wow, it's you know if I could have one percent, you know if I could get you know one percent of his uh, of his faith of his uh, spirituality of his uh, of his greatness, you know I, I wish I could. You know, and, and when you study a character, you study the characterization, like you put a board and you say, oh, okay, he is this, he is that. So you discover through dialogues, through things like that. And, and then after you're like, wow, I wish I could be more like that. You know, yeah. for example, I, I played uh, Shylock from The Merchant of Venice. So it's also the story of his enemy who took him the money, and et cetera, et cetera. So at that time, my ex-best friend, who I knew for 20 years, robbed every single dollar I had. So I was like starting from zero. And, and that role really, really helped me to, to kind of detach myself because what happened is that Shylock almost becomes a murderer, becomes a criminal. And at the end, he is punished for it. You know, he was offered three times the money that he was robbed, you know, and he was like, no, 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 no. I want my pound of flesh, you know, mm -hmm. and at the end, not only he doesn't get the money, but he is punished, you know, and he almost dies, you know. So I learned a lot from that. I was like, okay, David, you have to, to, to let it go, but don't become someone bad because worst will fall to you. And indeed I had 10 times more than came to me after. You know, so it, it's so inspiring when you can play any of this character, but you have to be willing, really. It doesn't happen just by playing them. It's, you have to be willing to take the lesson. Like anyone can read the Bible, you know, you even have audio books about it. You know, <laughs> you don't even need to read it. But, um, any, but it's really up to you to take uh, the lessons from it and to implement them within yourself. So that's, uh, that's something that I, that I try to do every day. With this, so you're talking a little bit about the Ten Commandments, and you said that you were helping with the, the production of this, directing this. And when mm. you say that, are you writing the script? Are you developing the characters? You're doing all of that work. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Thank you, Dallas. Well, it's, it's, yeah, so basically I put the show from A to Z. So the particular case of that musical is that it was uh, the most famous musical in France. Uh, it was created in the year 2000. They had over 3 million people who came to see it, but it was done in stadiums, you know, with 200 people on stage and all of that. And 22 years later, uh, I have this crazy idea, actually started two years ago, um, to bring it to the US, you know? So they had tons of offers back in the days, but they never either trusted the person, didn't find the right partners, or some people just flipped out. And, uh, and I was like, I'm gonna go 
to the bottom of it. I'm, I'm really going to, to make that happen. And I got, again, you know, the, the, the blessing of Pascal Obispo, who is the composer who wrote a musical also about Jesus. So, uh, wait for that one also to come. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and two other wonderful, um, uh, writers, uh, Patrice Guerrero and Lionel Florence were also very spiritual and another guy called Eddie Shuraki who concepted it originally. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I wanted to bring that, that musical. So basically I redid the whole show. So I used just the music and the lyrics and Eli Shuraki wrote, I asked him to write some dialogues because originally there were no dialogues. It was only songs after songs. And I really Americanized it. I made it for American audience. And also I detached the piece from the big production that was in stadiums to adapt it into any theater, you know, and I modernized it a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, and I, and, and as really working for the actors, I really emphasize the fact that I just didn't want to see biblical figures on stage. You know, I didn't want it to look like a school play, you know, uh, like Jesus arrived with his staff or anything like that. I really wanted to make it as human, <laughs> quote unquote, as possible. Um, uh, when um, you have Yochebed, uh, uh, the mother of, uh, of Moses, who uh, put her son to the Nile, I really wanted her to express what it feels to put your son in the night, you know, as a mother, you know, not just as a biblical character, but as a mother, you know, and the way I build the character of Shakespeare, of Shakespeare I was going to say, of Moses, <laughs> I wanted to do it <laughs> really like a Shakespeare, Shakespeare play. I mean, it took me literally about three months to really, to build that character, you know, and I cannot do it because I'm playing it and directing it. I cannot build it when I'm doing the rehearsals because I'm too busy to direct others. So I really started really a lot ahead. But um, I also went to study with the guy who originally created that part. Uh, I met him and, and he, I got like two, three stuff from him. His name is Daniel Levi. And, but that also helped me on, uh, on the stage. So that was really also what I wanted uh, to show the character of Miriam, the sister of Moses. Mm -hmm. Um, the, you know, uh, and also that meeting that he has with, with, with God, you know, that tree, that burning tree. So how do you illustrate that? How do you put that on stage? Uh, the sea that opens, uh, for the Hebrews to pass. How do you illustrate that on stage? So, uh, when they had the stadium and they had uh, 4 million, I think they had like $6 million budget, which 22 years ago, is like $20 million of today. So, uh, six million dollars budget and uh, to open the sea. So they had 200 people on stage. So that was easy. But for me, I had to find a way with videos and with the acting. And as I always say, the greatest gift for a director and the greatest gift for an actor is to be poor. Hmm. Because when you're poor, you become creative. Because it's so easy to, by example, once you ended the monologue, to have a light that shuts off the scene, you know, but when you play and you don't have light, so you play in the garden, like I did, you know, or in the, in the place, you know, in the square where there was no lighting or nothing. Um, then you have to act that light oh. that is not there. You know, it's, it's, it's really a lot, you know, and, and, and I always said, you know, 
you you can take uh, uh, you know I wanted to show you but I don't you know you can take uh, with the pen you know it can be a sword you know it can be an umbrella you know it can be a baseball bat you know um, it can be a cane you know mm -hmm. all of it with a pen you know so that is also a very very good training and uh, and there is a phrase that a, a priest once told me um, I was like. I have enough of problems, you know, I have enough. I just want to go on stage and perform. That was, you know, when I didn't have a, uh, a penny. So the venue would tell me, uh, you know, like uh, I'm talking like really literally 20 years ago, um, the venue would tell me like a few hours before the show. So you have the stress already of the show. Would tell me a few hours before the show, David, we didn't sell enough tickets to open tonight. Wow. So and there I had to go and buy the tickets and 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 the card we don't go through and I was like oh my god we're gonna anyway and 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 I remember I spoke once with the with the priest and I love to talk with old people of faith and uh, and he told me God sends you the great things but he also sends you all the problems you would think that he doesn't know about that he knows. But he never sends you a challenge that he doesn't know that you can accomplish. He never sends you something that he doesn't know you will grow from it. You know, and I grew so strong out of all these problems. Like I became even bigger and, and, and better. Like it's going to sound weird, but you know, I told you my friend who robbed me and everything. Now every day I check all my accounts every single day because the reason why he robbed me is because I was not paying attention. He was taking care of all my finances, you know? So, and then I started to learn about stock market, uh, which he supposedly was doing. Uh, I said to learn and I invested myself and I made. 10 times more, you know? So there is nothing that you don't get. And you will get also humility. Like uh, when I started almost to do everything from zero, that really taught me humility because I could have uh, gone into, you know, the dirty circle of, uh, of uh, I don't think I would have done any drugs. I've never done any drugs. I, I hate that. But you know, like uh, just debauchery and uh, and and uh, adultery and, and and playing around and uh, and uh, even if it's not um, you who does it, the, the money or the image you give can influence others to do it. You know, I call it uh, self awareness. Like, be careful of what you say, what you do. Sometimes you don't do anything wrong. Sometimes you don't say anything wrong. But remember how it feels in the room. Remember how people can perceive it. And first of all, what they're going to think of you, but after how it's going to impact them. Because I always say, if nine of your friends take drugs, you're going to be the 10th one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if nine of your friends pray God, bring good around them, you know, and they said, no, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to help someone. Or how can I make the day better of someone? Then you're going to be the 10th one. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that's also something very, uh, I would say, important that I, that I try to do. So any challenges that you have, always 
are actually an opportunity to 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 bounce and it always happens for mm. for a reason and gratitude gratitude is is such an important thing because i would say if, if god says that you're not grateful then he's going to help people who are more grateful to you so be grateful for what you have you know <laughs> a, a few minutes ago you said that it was important for us to have the 10 commandments in our life to mm. be able to live can you mention that a little bit more talk on that oh yeah thank you dallas well yes because um men when i say men's men and women we need laws we need laws we need the police we need the, the all the people around us who by the way are here to protect us and let's not let's not forget but we need laws because otherwise we will kill each other especially <laughs> in an era of uh, this i call it the, the the swipe era you know you don't like someone up swipe left swipe right yeah. you know what i mean like you don't even take the time you're like no nah, you know or or people uh don't like something then uh oh they're going to 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 block you you know like you don't exist like we are in that era how little so do we do we value people to do this you know i'm so glad you're saying that i'm so glad you're saying that Dallas. i would never do that and and you i, I only block you know the advertiser when they yeah. call you for a, <laughs> a, a mattress yeah. at 200 dollar 99 you know yeah. so i only block these people but um but also one thing i never threw away um uh, i never torn a picture you know or i never delete uh you know on the paper a name mm -hmm. or something like that or, or through um uh, how you call it um, um a business card you know um sometimes you have a name on the poster that you have to remove because the person is not performing so it's mm -hmm. But what, what I'm saying is, um, it, we are in that era. So can you imagine if today we didn't have any laws? Like people we have walk gun in the street and say, oh, you know, I don't like you, boom. Oh, I don't mm -hmm. like you, boom. Oh, I don't like, you know, already with laws, look at all the terrible yeah, exactly. things that, exactly. I, that are happening. So imagine, so we need that. And, and this is why I think the, the musical I did of uh, the Ten Commandments was also very educational in a way uh, because one of the commandments is um always do respect life without taking it from anyone you know uh, bring all of your respect to those who gave you life you know so honor your mom and your dad you know honor your parents you know um and uh, and uh, yeah and, and don't envy others you know, don't envy your, your neighbors. I mean, there's a, a better way, you know, uh, of saying it, but that's really what, what it says. And, uh, and bring the good to, to, to others, you know, and we, we need that. There, there is someone above you who is stronger mm -hmm. than all of us combined. So who are you to think that, you know, you know, <laughs> so, so that's, that's uh that that's really but yeah we need we need laws and in in the show it is perfectly um well expressed and even the movie of cecil b the meal of 1956 it showed how people went in with one another started to kill each other etc and and then moses came back and gave the 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 tablets as i always say 
as a joke is that Moses was the first one to download something from yeah. the cloud, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and put it on the tablet, you know. <laughs> so yeah, we're really short on time here, David, but I do want to oh. give you a little bit of time here to explain if you could give our audience one overall thing from your time here today or from the musical, The Ten Commandments, what do you think that would be? An overall statement here. Mm. How many how many days do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would tell you that um, that one thing that I really realized when I worked on the on, on, on the show was that the story of Moses is about three thousand years old, and what have we learned from it? What have we learned from it is that the story of Moses and Ramses, um, people killing each other um, based on their different faith, based on their different ethnicity, based on their choices, based on, um, you know, the, they belong to a community or they like more that music than that. We see it in football sometimes, a team against another team. So it's not so much in American football, but more in uh, French soccer, you know, Brazilian. Uh, well, yeah, in Brazil, <laughs> <laughs> Brazil are very good, mm. uh, but um, but the French are better. <laughs> no, Always, no, but I, right. I, I, <laughs> no, no, but 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 I'm really like, when is it going to be enough? Mm-hmm. When are we going to stop that? When people are going to stop to talk bad on people? You know. <laughs> You know, when when people are going to stop defamation, when people are going to stop killing each other, when people are going to stop robbing each other, when people are going to stop uh, hating each other and, and oppressing people, whether it's in countries you look like in Iran or uh, countries like that where, you know, there is there's no freedom for women, there's no uh, freedom for uh, the people over there. When all of that is going to stop. It's not just, I'm not talking about Middle East, I'm talking about even in the US, we saw what happened in Texas with that guy who killed, I think it's 19 or 20 now. Uh, kids, really. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And what was the purpose? Like, what, what did he want? What did he win? You know, like back in the days when, when you had a, a guy who was, uh, robbing uh, a bank, you know, so it'd be like, okay, he did it's it to get money. the cash, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so it'd be like, you know, it's not good, but you would understand he did it for that. But today, they are crimes, even I see in New York City, because I'm a strong supporter of the police and, and all the authorities, because they were here for me, they saved my life, so I will always, I'm very loyal to that, which is also a quality that a lot of people have lost, and when you look at uh, Jesus, he was the most loyal of all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was the most loyal. Uh, Moses, all these people of, of, of the, these prophets, you know, they're sons of God. You know, they, they, they always been the most loyal and that's something to be really inspired from. But yeah, it's when is it going to stop? And you know what? We have the, and the most frustrating is that we all have the power to stop it. Mm-hmm. We all have the power. It's like we have the button to stop any crime, any, any, any bad stuff happening and we don't stop it. 
you know. And what I wanted to tell you is that we see, you know, uh, see on Twitter, like the, the NYPD, when they show they're looking for a criminal who did that and that. You have people now who, who attack an elderly person, who beat that elderly person almost to death. They don't take their wallet. They mm -hmm. don't take anything. It's just like, I want to hurt somebody. Evil. Just evil. evil, pure evil. And I'm like, what is going on in these people's heads? That's what I don't understand, you know. So to connect to the bank, I was like, oh, okay, before the guy would do it, okay, it's bad, it's wrong, it's everything you want. And you never go far with other people's money, by the way. Um, God is takes you 10 times more usually yeah. after. Uh, but but really today, it's really about that. And that's what scares me about where we we are going. So we have that power and... and uh, you know, you think that God doesn't see it, you know, oh, yeah. you think that God doesn't know uh, when you write a bad email, or when you do something wrong, or when you lie, or when you go to say bad stuff on people, or when you want to hurt someone as a revenge or anything like that. You think because you're at your home, you think he doesn't see it? Yeah. He sees everything, you know. Yeah. So that's really wanted to say. But the next thing I would tell you is that this is one of the best podcasts, one of the best discussion. And I would love to do this more and more often with you because yeah. uh, that's such a very important message, really. It, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for your time, David. Thank you, Dallas. God bless you. Thank you. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.